Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Destroyer, single trade paperback, Collecting Issues 1 to 5 of the 2009 Marvel series by Robert Kirkman and Ryan Otley. Very good, Benjamin. Is it Ryan Otley? It's not Corey Walker. Oh, it's Corey Walker. Oh. <laughs> Can I say that again? I said it. No, no, no. We're going to keep all, all that right. in. All no, right. No, okay, all right. Let's bloody, um, let's bloody, um, let's keep going then. Benjamin. Yeah. You've made a second mistake, though. You've said Marvel Comics when quite clearly you meant Image Comics. It's not Image Comics. Benjamin, it's very clearly an Image Comics comic. What are you talking about? Yes, because it uses Image Comics staples Robert Kirkman and bloody and or Corey Walker, Ryan Otley. <laughs> uh, one of them. One of the two, Ben. One, one of, of the, the lads. One of the two gangs who's always doing things with uh, with Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker. Benjamin. Yes. Um, it's a very Image Comics thing, though, even though it is Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker. Does this feel in Marvel continuity to you? Not at all. Not not a fraction. It's so oddly placed to be a Marvel it's, imprint. It's a very odd thing, Ben. It's part of the Marvel Max imprint, Benjamin. And that was a that was an imprint from two thousand, the late two thousands, focused on characters called Max. It, it, yes, it was primarily <laughs> about comics Max. People called Max. Maximilian, most of them that, were called. That was far too good a joke for my poor reaction. I'm sorry, that was actually quite good. Benjamin, it was more of a, a play on the fact that Max has two meanings. Ben, what is Marvel Max? Marvel Max was, uh, we're Marvel and we're big boys now, the imprint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, imagine your favourite heroes that you grew up with and you really, really liked, and then imagine we made them do horrific things that were very edgy in mid-2000s. Do you love Marvel, but also boobies and gore? Have some of all of that Have in your face. Have some of... All of that in this comic. Don't read it on the bus. Yeah, don't, don't. Oh, Michael, I made the mistake of reading this on the bus. <laughs> Benjamin, so did I. There was a child sitting beside me and the child was fascinated by me having a comic book. And he kept trying to take a furtive glimpse. And then I had to put it away and I felt like a real prick. Because I was like, this adult man doesn't want this child to see his comic book. Those techno boobies, Michael, were ridiculous and gratuitous. Very and I was sitting there going, what is this? Very technological boobies, Ben. And never mind that, some of the gore is unrepentant. This is the goriest comic book I think I've ever read. Nah, Invincible. It, this is this is obviously... When was Invincible first published, Michael? Before this, I feel. Yeah, I feel that too. But, Michael, this is definitely where Robert Kirkman decided to go ultra-violent with Invincible too. Because oh, Benjamin, Benjamin, go on, go on. Tell us more about why. As you said, Michael, I think you hit the perfect, the perfect adjective there. Unrepentant. Unrepentant. There's, none of this is is holding back. None of this is weighing up whether or not this is tasteful. It's just, do you know what? Let's take our balls out and put them to the wall. Yeah, let's let's say fuck and bugger. Yeah, let's do that loads. Let's reach down a man's gullet, Ben. Yeah. And rip out his insides. They did that to his own brother, Michael. His own brother, Benjamin. Now, we've all wanted to do that. Yeah, at different times. Yeah, sometimes at the same time, Ben. Yes. But we've all wanted to do it, but never in a comic book. No. I I, I was very... I was very... I, had, I knew nothing about this, Michael. Yes. Um, Benjamin, I read this about 10 years ago. Right. And haven't read it since. And it was practically a fresh experience for me. 
I, I'd say it was some fresh experience, was it? Quite the fresh experience, Ben, reading this on the bus, going, oh, I shouldn't be reading this on the bus. Uh, no, it really wasn't. It, it, absolutely not. <laughs> I said, stop looking at this young man. This is not for you. And then you realised you'd become your father and you went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's technological boobies in it. <laughs> that's what that's what my dad used to say to me all the time, Michael. No, son, you can't look at this. There's technological Scott, boobies in it. Technological boobies in it. Benjamin. Yeah. I was doing a little joke earlier about thinking this was an image comic, but every inch of this feels like it would have been more at home in the in the Invincible universe. Uh, this would have been more at home. This this is this is a Robert Kirkman bit. It's a Robert Kirkman gig. Yeah, and the reason for that is Robert Kirkman loves a grizzled old character who is invulnerable for some reason. Yes, this this is this character Ben. That's where I was leading, and I'm glad we've reached the same conclusion, Ben. We've reached the same conclusion from different points. This character is the Robert Kirkman character Brit. He is the Robert Kirkman character Brit. And there's even a Cecil Stedman type character, Benjamin. Cecil Stedman was um, Invincible's handler in the government. Yeah, he was he was their Nick Fury for the Image Comics run. Yeah, yeah, and there's even one of him in this, and there's even a doctor who looks a bit like him. Yeah, I, it, I did just read this and go, he's already done this. Go on. Uh, but I'm not sure he did, because this came out in 2009. It, it, the later issues, or the, the mid-run of Invincible, once we get past uh, the vitrilamite... Viltrumite. Viltrumite, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, once we get past that and Invincible kind of comes into his own power and he begins trying to fix the world himself, Michael, this becomes, this is the basic storyline of Destroyer. It's a big tough man taking the law into his own hands, dealing out some justice, occasionally coming back to recoup with advanced technology and, you know, just making his own way in the world. And it, it's it's the, dino, it's the, what's his name? Dinosaurus, is that his name? Yes, Dinosaurus. Yeah, the big red fella. The big red fella. It's him. But in in the Image comic, uh, in Invincible, he split him into two characters. And in this, it's just one guy. Just one guy. Destroyer. Benjamin. Yeah. But he's not making his own way in the world. He's planning to leave the world. And he's trying to leave the world in a way that he thinks it should be. Yeah. So uh, another thing that we could accuse this, Michael, uh, of is being the origin for a comic that's recently come out from one Mark Millar. Oh, I've no time for him. Uh, you've no time for him. He recently came out with a series called uh, King of Spies, Michael. Um, okay, go on. And it's about MI5's most dangerous agent who realises that he's got a life-threatening disease and decides to take out all the baddies with his advanced spycraft. Benjamin, this is not the first nor the last time we're ever going to see a comic character deciding for whatever reason... For whatever reason. For whatever reason, Ben. That's it. I've had enough of my villains. I'm going to take them out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden uh, doing that in gory and horrific ways. Very gory and horrific ways. Ben, mostly involving just kicking them very hard in the head until their head is broken. Oh, Jesus, there was a lot of, there was a lot of overkill. Benjamin, this is Ryan Otley, who's not had nothing to do with this, and Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker's favourite power set. Just the big, tough, invulnerable, invulnerable. I've made up a new word, invulnerable. Um, I, I think it applies to their kind of stuff, so you can big, probably... tough, invulnerable head puncher. Ah, some of my least favorite characters, Michael, when they're when they're not handled right. Benjamin. Um, yeah, he'd break your arm off and then try and put it in your mouth. He would. Uh, he did. <laughs> he did. Literally, as soon as look at you. Uh, 
I think we've seen this character so many times. Michael, Keanu Reeves is currently writing a comic for, I think it's Boom Studios. I've heard of them, yeah, Boom uh, Studios. It's called Berserker. And okay. it's, it's this story. It's a caveman who basically became Vandal Savage and is a murder machine. And he wins through outlasting because he's invincible. He's invulnerable. He's Benjamin. Invulnerable. Yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. He's not having any messing. Tell us, Ben. Yeah. Is this a wholly original character? Bearing in mind that I actually do know the answer, but it's it's kind of a conceit for the sake of the podcast. For the listeners. The listeners, Ben, for the sake of the podcast, for the sake of having some information to impart upon the listeners, Ben. Very good of you, Michael, to bring in that conceit. Thank you. You're incredibly um, welcome. So this character is not at all an original character from Robert what? Kirkman. I yes, I know. I thought he was. I thought he was an original character in the Invincible universe. Ben. I'm. I'm sure you've, you're shocked, Michael. I'm sure. Uh, this is this is one of Stan Lee's earliest creations, if not his first. Ben, uh, by which I mean, uh, this character appeared in uh, 1942. Oh my God! In Mystic Comics number eight. Right. Oh, well, that's my favourite issue of Mystic Comics, Ben. Yeah, so Mystic Comics was a, was a little imprint from Timely Comics, which was the predecessor to Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in that, the Destroyer is kind of a Captain America-esque character. He kind of kicks ass on behalf of America. The Allies, in fact. Yeah, so it, it, he's called uh, the sensational fighter of dictators, the Mighty Destroyer. Um, mm. And it's him uh, taking on a Nazi death trap. All right, go on. Uh, very reminiscent of Captain America number one. Now, what I will say for this, Michael, is the cover to Mystic Comics number eight has some of the best early comic book art I have ever bloody seen. Look at his spooky mask, Ben. It's so advanced. This is one, and I didn't realise, Michael, but one of the things that really annoyed me is I think they really fucked that costume in this weird reboot. Go on. I think he has a great costume on the cover of Mystic Comics number eight. He wears kind of some some, uh, scarlet gloves, some big heavy scarlet gloves. He's got a skull on his chest. He has that weird mask that he wears in this. Um, Mm. And he's got some great bloody uh, pinstripe leggings and boots. Benjamin, he's got your favourite, a big high collar. He's got a big high collar, Michael. And do you know what they do with him in this? They give him a weird tactical uniform. Shit. Yeah. It's 2009 though, Ben. Yeah, it's shit. I like Robert Kirkman's rationale for that. Have you read Robert Kirkman's rationale? Uh, I haven't actually, but I hear it's about a big, tough old son of a bitch from Oh yeah, Canada. he'll kick you in the head as soon as look at you, Ben. He's invulnerable. Uh, he's invulnerable. Benjamin, one of my favourite things about this character, this invulnerable character from Robert Kirkman, is Robert Kirkman. We've said this before on this podcast, Ben, collecting issues of the bi-weekly comic book book club. What are you looking around We're for? Probably, What's wrong? Uh, is there a ghost? I'm looking around for two weeks' time comic. We haven't picked okay, one. Okay, focus on this one, I'm Ben. Anxious. We'll do that. We'll do that later. I'm anxious. Um, what was I saying? He's a big, mad, invulnerable fellow. But, Ben, what Kirkman has done... Kirk, we've talked about this on this very podcast before, Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book, book club, that Robert Kirkman is great at creating his own universes and his own characters and putting them in a universe and building a universe. But he's borderline dreadful when it comes to taking established characters and playing with them in someone else's universe. So bad. He's the kind of kid, Ben, when you were in primary school, you wouldn't share your toys with him because he'd break your toys. And then say it's part of the plot development. Egg 
flippin' Zackly. So Benjamin, what he's done here is he's treated this as though he were continuing those comics from the 40s. Yeah. And this is like episode 701 to 704 of the of Deadly the Destroyer. Destroyer comic. Exactly, Ben. That's what he's done. That's why it doesn't fit in anywhere or make sense. Yeah. Um... I mean, let's let's look at it on that merit alone, Michael. If we took it as a standalone comic, right? Yes, go on. What did you think of it? I liked it. I, I, I think uh, more is the shame me for having seen or having read Invincible in its entirety. Yes. But it was very Robert Kirkman has been here, done that before, for me. Yes, it, but this was around the same time. I don't think you can really. Um, I don't think you can really blame him for that because that was obviously his theme at the time. Oh, no, no, no. I think I'm saying I've just been spoiled. I'm not saying it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but for me it didn't didn't grip me because I've read that kind of thing from Kirkman before. It's it's my own issue, Michael. I see what you're saying, Ben. As you're opposed to these collecting issues. issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we've gone for kind of the same joke there. Ben, yeah. Yeah. What, what I like about it is its theme... Oh, it, you like the theme? I like the theme of it. The theme of um, making the decision to leave the world a better place than you found it. Even if you're probably wrong and horrible. He's, yeah, he's a very irredeemable character in that way, Michael. I just don't yeah, think he's yeah. a good person. He's probably wrong and horrible, Ben. Yeah, I, I think... Oh, it's it's such it, an interesting. It shines most that he he might be wrong and horrible in the character of the Bruiser or whatever his name is, the guy who has repented and given up a life of crime, and then the Destroyer frightens him back into crime, taking up crime again, and then kills him. He's also told under no you know under no circumstances is is he to interfere with that man's life. He's like, no, he's gone straight. He's legit. He's, he's gone, gone straight. Fr- Leave him alone. He's got a really nice business. It's doing really well in the community, and he's still like, nah. But you see, I'm gonna die, so now yeah. everyone's got to suffer. Everyone's got to get big punches and kicks. Yeah, uh, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, I thought some of Go the on. home life stuff was interesting. I guess. Go on. Um, his wife, who's a strange Misty Knight replica. I don't think she is, because Misty Knight is a superhero in her own right. His wife is just a victim of one of his supervillains. The Scar. Who, the Scar. He's a real sort of a bitch, Ben. But she just has a prosthetic arm, because that's the world they live in. Because we're in a world that's 700 issues into a, a universe that's been created. Mm. And apparently you can just get a big robot arm in that universe. Not a bother. And you recharge it in the evening when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Like now, Ben. Like now. Um, now <laughs> probably would have seemed like a terrifying future hellscape to the people in 2009. I think it's still kind of a terrifying future hellscape. Oh, anyway, you should see your internet connection problems, Ben. I know. It's, <laughs> the, the real horror is here. They couldn't have, They could never have predicted how bad that would get. Ben. Yeah. What did you think about the relationship with his young sidekick, who was also his son-in-law? Oh, I really struggled with that, Michael. Um, Benjamin, is that because you find it hard to believe in love? Um, yes, I, I do. Um, I don't believe in life after love. Um, okay, right, Michael. right, right, right. Um, unlike a young Cher. Unlike a young Cher. Um, in in this case, Michael, Turret's an interesting concept. I like that it's a... A nearly hundred-year-old man, or uh, an over-hundred-year-old man, grappling with the fact that he's not the quickest, fastest, and best anymore. 
Well, he was no, he's nearly 100, isn't he? He he's would be over 100. 100 if he were alive now. Yeah. And then I think the interesting thing is he was always second best to Turret. There's there seems to be a an understanding that Turret has always been slightly faster. Always oh. been slightly better off the mark. And I think oh. that causes I think that causes that very late realization that I didn't like in issue five or in issue four or five, Go where on. he's like, oh, "It's issue four. It's the end of issue four. He's like, "Oh, I've I've done the world out of the best damn thing they could have had, turret." A and real I'm just son like, of a bitch, good superhero. And I was just like, "Eh, eh." I like that. I kind of like that to be honest. Eh. I kind of liked it. The kind of coming to the end of his life and thinking about his decisions and. Looking back and thinking about what he did right and what he did wrong, and uh, and not being right about it a lot of the time, I I quite like that. Yeah, I mean he he's wrong, and just a lot. Yeah, he's quite wrong, but he's he makes up for big punches. He makes up for big digs. Yeah, big big punches in the head. Big swinging digs. Benjamin. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending, because. Maybe this isn't going to affect you as much because you clearly didn't like this as much as I did. Clearly. But I did not like the ending. Um, well, go, go tell me a bit more about that. I'll tell you all about it, right? Yeah. He's grand. Yeah, why did they give him a happy ending? <laughs> I didn't understand that. Yeah, he's grand. Yeah, yeah, he was grand. The whole time he was grand. I thought it was a very... I, I didn't understand the three existential Grim Reapers that he can just kick the shit out of. Yeah, that was funny. And and the implication, perhaps, that um, since that was his third heart attack, that was the first time he met one, the second time he met two, and the third time he met three. So he just kicks the shit out of them every time. He just kicks the shit out of death, Ben, so next time they're going to send ten. But, yeah, I, I felt it was a bit of a, a cop-out that he, he didn't die. But, but, also, if you take this as the kind of meta thing that it kind of is, where it's not a self-contained graphics novel, where we just happen to be picking up episodes 701 to 704 of the Destroyer comic book series, then it makes perfect sense because then it almost becomes a kind of meta commentary on the lack of, um, not implications, the lack of resolution in serial storytelling. Yeah, I, I could I could understand that. I, I tell you what I thought, Michael. When I was, when what I, was it that the, you thought? The level of meta that I went to in this is I was like, if I was Stan Lee reading over what a hip young writer had done with my first ever creation, it would feel awfully like someone telling me to hand over the mantle there, Stan. Don't be a dinosaur. Oh, do you think so? Oh, Michael, I thought there was a very sly little, here, come here to me, Stan, Staniel. Uh, come over here to me. And is that his name, Daniel? Is that his real name? No. Um, but for the purposes of humour, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. I, I was kind of running with it. I thought there was a little bit of, uh, Michael, a little bit of a Robert Kirkman going, I'm the hip young thing now. I'm turret. I'm turret. You're not turret. I'm you're, your turret. You're keen and I'm turret. I, Robert Kirkman, am the turret. I am the turret. And um, I've always been better and faster and stronger. Yeah. And please forget about that time I mucked up Ultimate X-Men. Really badly. Yeah, I made an absolute muck of it. An absolute muck of it. But yeah, I I felt there was a few layers to this one, Michael. Um, Not necessarily good layers, but layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very gory, Ben. Yeah, so the arts, Michael. Yes. Corey Walker. By your your friend and mine, Corey Walker, Ben. No, Gory Walker, Walker, Michael. Oh, Gory Walker, I see what you've done. Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. 
Blood-soaked Benjamin. Is Cory Walker the guy who helped create Invincible or the guy who went on to do most of the issues? No, Ryan Otley is the guy who went on to do most of the issues. Cory Walker is the guy who came up with the concept alongside Their styles Kirkman. are broadly similar. Uh, yes, I think Cory Walker does a slightly cleaner version. Um, Go on. By that, Go on. I, by that I mean minimalist. Things are very pared down. He likes mm. a wide space. He likes some open colouring. He likes some yeah. easy line work, Michael. A technological booby. A technological booby, which made me very uncomfortable, and the people I was on the bus with. Mm. Mm. An eyeball. Yeah, big old eyeball. Coming out of a head. Out of a head, Michael. Um, there's so much violence here, Michael. <laughs> so um, much blood, Ben. So much so that I was wondering if Corey Walker was sitting at the table with the semi. It, it feels almost oh, so? erotic. Oh, do you think so? The way in which he revels in violence. If I was married to Corey Walker, I would be worried. Mm. Mm. Not as worried as he would be. Yeah. Like, what the hell? How yeah. did I get married to this guy? <laughs> what in fuck's name did I do this for? What the hell? How did this happen? Yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. Do you think it is Cory Walker's kind of, um, this is what Invincible would have looked like if I'd had the time and energy to stay on it? Uh, yes, there's a, there's a very strong, yeah, there's a very strong vibe of, uh, let me do Invincible again, Robert. Come on. Give me another chance. And Robert being like, I'm afraid I can't. Ryan Otley is phenomenal. And, uh, he's pretty good. Very famous now. He's very famous now. And I just can't do it. I can't swing it. And so this is very reminiscent of early Invincible, especially, you know, the big technological organization that looks after the world, the heavy hitting superhero that can really, you know, threats aren't really a big deal until they come from inside the house. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, Benjamin, dun. even the, the villains, the brute and the crocodile man, the scar, straight out of image comics. Yeah, they're they are the they are the comic creations that Robert Kirkman loves to come up with. They are literally what you would have come up with when you were a kid if you were making superheroes. It's like, oh, let's have a big lava man and he'll be yeah. my thing. Imagine if you had weird elastic powers. Let's make that into a villain. Um uh, what a boxer. about a, what about a boxer? Imagine if a boxer was a supervillain. That'd be good. And then, oh, big giant crocodile man. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> tell us what you tell us what you really think of of Robert Kirkman's character. I I, I have no issue with it. I I think Robert Kirkman uh, treads a very a very good line between farcical and joyous. I think Robert Kirkman is actually very good at creating superhero universes when he's given his own run of it. Mm. Um, I think he's very capable of creating interesting characters and ones that stick in your mind. I, I, I wish. Go on. go on. No, go on. Sorry. No, go on. I think he's very good at that. I think that happens to be one of his talents. I just don't think this comic is done in the right way. This was published as an anniversary uh, run. Go on. Uh, yeah. So the reason that Kirkman got this, Michael, is because. Um, sorry. Excuse me. My throat is sealing itself up there Michael um, the reason that he got this for the Max imprint was it was a special kind of anniversary edition um, and to commemorate bloody L Stan's run in comics oh was it it was a little homage to Stan a Lee's little homage, character. yeah a little homage um, and that's that's what it did you know um, it's not you know Keen Marlowe is established within Marvel Comics he's an old colleague of Captain America's Oh, yeah, um, yeah, he's Destroyer Ben. He's a comic book character. Yeah, and he was in Spider-Man, the animated series. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there have been multiple Destroyers in continuity in Marvel Comics. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just this 
appears to not be. Uh, no, this appears to be its own little thing. Destroyer got his own universe again, and and that was that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, very interesting, Michael. Very interesting. I don't know if I loved it. It's very similar in tone, I felt, to the comic we did two weeks ago. What the comic did we do two weeks ago? I better remind uh, bloody me. Bloody New Wave. Next Wave. Next Agents Wave. Did, two weeks ago, did we not do Buster Keaton and his seven sidekicks? Oh, we did. Sorry, four weeks ago then. It felt very similar to uh, Next Wave, Agents of Hate. Agents of Hate. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain similarity in tone to to that. I think this is much more serious. This isn't as intentionally farcical and sarcastic. Yeah, but I guess, it, yeah. It, it does have... Med- I mean, if you liked Next Wave, Agents of Hate, you would probably like this. Benjamin, let's go on to our famous section. If you liked this, what else would you like? Because I think we're going to accidentally segue into it now. Uh, well, very good at drawing attention to those so we don't accidentally do it. Uh, come here to me, Michael. If you like this, you're going to like Invincible. There's, there's no you're question like about Invincible. it. You're going to like Invincible. Benjamin, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on this podcast before, but one of my favourite comic books is the comic book Invincible. I don't think you've ever said that on this podcast, Michael, so that's fascinating information. Don't know if I've ever brought it up, but I think if you like this, you will probably like Invincible. Mm. I think, Benjamin... Yes? You might also like chunks of the other Image comic, comic Black Hammer... That's Dark Horse Comics. Yes, that's what I said. Um, yes. You can play it back and listen. Um, <laughs> you might like aspects of the Dark Horse comic, Ben, Black Hammer, because they have a similar kind of um, what happens when superheroes get old and irrelevant and how do they fight back against that feel to it. And how do they cling to it? I think if you want a very nuanced take on that exact genre, Michael, uh, look at uh, Chip Zdarsky's Spider-Man um, run that we did on this very podcast Spider-Man Life Story Spider-Man Life Story that's a that's a very touching version of this story it is about a, a whole but that's a whole life told I like about this Ben that we're coming in not in media res in endia res yeah we're, we're we've gone we've skipped straight to the the denouement the end of the story yeah the end of the except we haven't that's the disappointing twist of it in my mind that really does let it down, doesn't it? It just, you could have had such a magnificent little moment of great Greek tragedy. Oh, could have been. And he could have what, thought... What, what could have been? Well, I, I think that's the whole thing. Like, we, we got a real interesting moment of, oh, I got away with killing all the superheroes that I said I'd never get away with doing. And he thinks he's safe in bed. And then he clutches his chest. And wouldn't it be a great irony for the great destroyer to, to die of a heart attack in his bed? But also peacefully. But also peacefully. Has he not earned that, Michael? After a loving moment with his wife, I thought it would have been great. And but then instead he just beats up three taskmasters. Three, they are taskmasters. That's the, all they are. He just beats up three taskmasters, Ben, and then it's grand. And then it's grand and they won't touch him again because apparently yeah, he's yeah, that yeah. scary. He's so scary. They're not coming back for him. He's going to live forever. I didn't love it. I didn't love that ending, Michael. Uh, sorry, other things that you might enjoy if you enjoyed this Deadpool. I think there's a lot of Deadpool... To be had here. So? Oh, I think so. I think this is a good deal more thoughtful than Deadpool. Later runs of Deadpool are quite thoughtful, Michael. Now I won't have that said about it. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben, I haven't read them. Well, some of the later runs of Deadpool where they try and give him a bit of pathos mm. uh, can have nice little moments. But uh, come here to me, Michael. Do you know what really doesn't matter on this podcast? What doesn't matter? Our opinion. What we're interested in, Michael, is the listeners' opinions. Very good. Mm. You can get in touch with us in a couple of different ways to give us that opinion, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. 
It means a tiny room in Irish. You can find us on Instagram at Collecting Issues. Always up to date with the latest episodes of the podcast published bi-weekly. Yeah, but the best way to get in touch with us, Michael, and to actually get live and uh, prescient information is to bloody get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it, Ben. There will be a special channel for discussing Marvel's Destroyer. There will indeed. There will indeed. Big spoilers. Now, uh, come here to me, Michael. In two weeks' time, we're going to be taking a look at a comic, but we haven't picked it yet, so we'll announce yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> but Ben, you've been furiously looking around in your comic book collection the whole time. But I... Uh, Michael, I just haven't picked one. You don't even know what you're going to do. What's what's tickling your fancy, Ben? What's tickling your wickle? Well, we, uh, here, here's the thing, Michael. We've done too much Batman this season. Yeah, too much Batman. I can't take any more Batman. You can't take any more Batman, Michael. And I think, frankly, it'd be unfair to make you. Yeah, yeah, and the only comics you have are Batman comics. Is that the problem? That's it. That's all I've got is just Batman, Batman, Batman. No, uh, Michael, we've been threatening to do it for a long time on this podcast. Um, We're going to be taking a look at the bizarre, strange and surreal run of Animal Man Volume 2, The Gospel Coyote from Grant Morrison. Very good. The Coyote Gospel. Uh, Yeah, The Coyote Gospel. It's Volume 2, not Volume 1. Volume 2 We're going straight to Volume 2 we're going okay. straight to Volume 2 Volume 1's very standard Yeah uh, But we're interested In the weird Meta nitty gritty Michael Just to cap off Our meta month here That sounds Shomer very Bilk. exciting yeah, That sounds so very exciting Ben That's what we're doing We're out of here Michael Bye 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 everybody Watch out or else Ben will come And give you a big punch In the head And your head will explode And your eyeball will stick out And then you'll get Technological boobies Yeah that's the worst part Is the boobies <laughs>